0: الحمد لله، الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ما يفعل الله بعذابكم إن شكرتم وآمنتم وكان الله شاكرا عليما صدق الله العظيم most respected students of Deen, mothers and sisters. Life from beginning to end is a test. Allah Ta'ala has declared this to us in the Quran Sharif. that Allah Ta'ala has created this entire system and put us in this system. لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ Amala to test you that who does the best of actions. In a test, there are all kinds of questions that come, some very easy questions, some little difficult questions, some complicated questions sometimes, and a person who has dedicated himself to his work, he manages to answer the questions, and then he passes with flying colors. So life is a test. All the various conditions that confront us from time to time are the different questions that come about and how we respond and how we react to it. This is the answers that we are giving. This is the paper that we are writing. And according to what we have done, how we have responded to the situations, how we have taken things in our stride, in terms of whatever conditions prevail, then this will determine how we will pass. And in this test, in this trial, nafs and shaitan are forever there to try and make a person fail, to try and make a person be led in the wrong direction so that he may say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, respond in the wrong manner. These are all the things that shaitan and nafs will make a person do. The person who keeps this in mind all the time, that everything is a test, then that person will be alert that I need to try and pass the test. I cannot get caught in the wrong place, I cannot get caught saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, I need to pass this test. Now, among the various things that come in a person's way, which are very, very big tests that come, one is the aspect of the desires that are natural and inborn in this insan, And if a person hasn't learned how to keep these things under control and gets caught up in things that are impermissible, then this can become such a major problem in the person's tests that it can derail many, many things. It can topple many things. It can cause much work that has been done to all crash. Many efforts and sacrifices that a person has made, it can become the reason for toppling all that and destroying all that. Our Prophet ﷺ, one of the aspects in this regard which he used to very strongly emphasize and one of the statements he used to make in this regard is that, Ishq-e Majazi, azabe ilahi Ishti Majazi refers to the illicit and haram love. This is an azab. And a person who gets trapped into this trap of shaitan and nafs, then it is indeed a very dangerous situation and a very difficult situation and it can become a means of toppling many things. Person has been, mashallah, learning Deen. Maybe somebody becoming hafiz of the Quran Sharif, or hafiza of the Quran Sharif. Somebody becoming an alim or alima, learning very big kitabs and doing a lot of other studies and research. Somebody can be involved in a lot of effort of Deen. In various departments of deen, somebody could be engaged in social work, helping people, being very good. to, And these are all great things, very great things. Somebody can be very, very engrossed in ibadat. Mashallah, all these things are extremely good, very beneficial, and the more the better. But there are certain traps that nafs and shaitan try to trap a person in, Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. Not for a single moment can any person ever claim to be immune or even think that I am immune. We should always be completely humbled in front of Allah Ta'ala and completely submitting ourselves. Ya Allah, only with your protection can I be saved. And I am therefore forever in need of your help and your protection. So in any case, one of the very big tests and the straps that shaitan, the sne, that shaitan puts out there for a person to try and destroy him, to try and topple everything, and not only topple Deen, but Shaitan makes this the means of toppling a person's dunya also. Is this haram and illicit love? When a person gets caught up in this, then this consumes a person. It takes over his life. It starts dictating how this person is going to conduct himself or herself. What this person will say, what they will do, what they won't do, how they will speak, how they will behave and conduct themselves in family functions, with people, elsewhere. A lot of things in life will get dictated by this. A person who has been caught up with this, that person now will not be able to, for example, do without a phone. Because now all that communication has to happen via social media and whatever else. Now the person starts getting deeper and deeper in all this haram. Then one thing leads to another. Person starts exchanging pictures Which is now Shaitan's trap. This is all Shaitan's trap. Because this is his long term plan. He needs to gather some ammunition to use later. So now, he needs some serious ammunition. So the serious ammunition now he is going to incite and provoke and bring about that situation where first he will get a person trapped in some haram communication. And some haram relationship on that note. And then everything will seem so very certain that this will now all carry on happily ever after. Now this is all Shaitan's trap. Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with the heart. And the heart is supposed to be able to grasp something that is very glaring. It's supposed to be able to understand Something that is very, very clear, glaring, obvious. Like for example, that some haram, what destruction it will bring. Because we've seen it happen to others. We've seen it happen, we've heard about it. We know that how destructive this can be. Now when something is so glaring, so open, yet a person sometimes cannot see through it. It's so glaring, anybody can understand it. This person can't. Why can't he understand it? So, the thing is that this heart, Allah has blessed us with, it has the ability of understanding. But this heart is like a mirror. To understand it, just as an example, this heart is like a mirror. And the mirror is something very sensitive and also very accurate. Anything comes in front of the mirror, the mirror will reflect it exactly as it is. And it will show every little spot and dot and whatever comes in front, it will reflect it accordingly. But when? It will reflect it accordingly when that mirror is absolutely clean. Completely clean. Anything comes, something very beautiful comes in front of that mirror, it will reflect accordingly the beauty. The slightest speck of dirt is on that person, it will reflect that dirt also. And there is a lot of dirt, it will reflect all that dirt. But that all is dependent on whether this mirror is clean, it is shining. Now it will reflect everything. But now cover that mirror in grime, in dust... Supposing it's a very, like sometimes those who stay closer to the coast, now that moist air keeps now coming onto this mirror, and then now it's a dusty situation also, there's some dust flying as well. So now that moisture on that mirror, and then the dust also settles on top of that moisture. So it becomes a very grimy now, sometimes supposing there was nobody in that house for, days, one month, they were all gone somewhere. And that window got left open and now this is all the time blowing in. So what will become the condition of that mirror after that one month? Now the person comes and stands in front of that mirror; he can't see anything. And if he sees something too, he'll see something very distorted. He might wonder whether he is looking at himself or whether he is looking at something else from the zoo. Because it will be completely distorted. Now, what is going to be the end result of that? That he going to get the wrong picture. He going to get a distorted picture. Now, something that was tall might look short. Something that was thin might look very fat. Whatever, is going to be... Because totally all... Now, he will see some little patches here and there. He can't make out properly what is going on. Now, this is the situation with the heart. That due to the exposure to various wrongs, wrong talk, wrong things that we see, unfortunately, and deliberately look at on our way to, while traveling from point to point, wherever, and especially this device of the phone and other electronic devices, what not goes past there? And then how we engage our heart. Now all this causes that grime to settle on the heart. And now when that grime has settled on the heart, what is the outcome of it? That now this cannot reflect reality. It reflects a very distorted picture. A person can see all the harm and all the destruction that is coming to somebody else. But now all that is getting distorted by the grime. And what only comes through the deception of fun. Only the deception of fun is what a person can apparently see. But all the daggers that are in between, just all that got covered up in that grime. All the thorns and the blood and the grime and the, all the matter that is all over the place there because of others having been completely tortured through this. He can't see a bit of it. Why? Because of the grime on the heart. The grime of sin. The grime of evil talk. The grime of looking at wrong things. The grime of thinking wrong. All this has created a cover on the heart. Now it's not reflecting the reality. What is destruction? That is looking at something now very, very enjoyable. It's looking at something very good. It's like that bomb that has been covered in a very nice gift trap. So the person says, MashaAllah, this is what a wonderful gift. But as soon as that is going to be opened, it's going to explode in the person's face. And on the other hand, those things that are very, very beneficial for us, very good for us, but now this mirror is all covered in grime. So now that goodness is not being reflected. We cannot see the benefit, we cannot see the goodness. Hey, what am I going to sit now this whole day and learn deen, and I'm going to make tilawat, and I'm going to make zikr, and I'm going to now sit in the stalim. and now salah time, I must first perform my salah, and not get caught up in other sideline things, I must now hasten first towards salah, and then now this clothing, all this old-fashioned clothing, loose clothing and so on, all grannies wear all this. In fact, now somebody might say, even the grannies don't wear this anymore. Nowadays, grannies also are wearing Allah, forbid! Allah give us understanding. Allah, open our hearts and minds to realize that where we are taking ourselves and the Ummad and our progenies and where we are heading. So, now somebody would say, I can't see all this you now. This is for great, great grannies. This is something which doesn't make sense to me. How to dress up like this. So, all these old fashioned things just doesn't appeal to one because of the grime. And all this completely shameless things of the West, then that grime on the heart that is now it's, it's blocking the rei- not allowing that shamelessness to be seen. That shamelessness is not being seen because of the grime on the heart. Now it's not reflecting. That, Look, this is so terrible. So now it's like a person who his eyes are filled with some disease. There's a cataract now he can just see barely some shape, barely see some form. But how ugly that form is, how terrible it is looking, he can't make out anything. Because he can just barely see some outline. Why? Because of the cataract in the eye. And now somebody telling him that's a very ugly figure there. It is terrible. You, you see that thing, it is like nauseating. He says, no, I can't see anything. It is looking fine to me. By there is cataracts in your eyes? Very severe cataracts. Uh, There's a terrible stench. And it's so terrible that anybody whose sinuses are not blocked, they want to just bring up. It's so terrible, they can't bear it. Another person is sitting there quite comfortably. He says, I don't know what you're talking about. All this big noise you're making doesn't make sense to me. I can't smell anything wrong here. He says, not you can't smell anything wrong. It's It's not that there's nothing wrong here. You cannot smell anything wrong because your sinuses are all clogged up. And your sense of smell has now been completely blocked off. So now you won't be able to smell the stench of the filth. And you can't even smell the aroma and the fragrance of the good things. Both sides you are blocked off. So what is the ilaj? What is the remedy? What is the cure? The cure is now to unblock these sinuses to remove the cataracts from the eyes, to clean off the grime from the mirror of the heart. In the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, In lahu aw wa That a person who wants hidayat, he wants to take this advice of the Qur'an Sharif and benefit from it, then who will benefit from it? Either the person who has a heart, من Lahu لَهُ Now, Are there people without hearts also? That the Quran is saying, if a person has got a heart, then he'll benefit. So are there people also without hearts? No, the person who has a correct heart, his heart is not filled with the grime. His heart is not covered by all the dust. His heart is not covered with all that filth and muck. So then that person, he'll be able to reflect directly on the reality. And that Hidayat will be something that will come to him by reflection alone sometimes. He will be able to receive the goodness directly in terms of the correct understanding, in terms of the correct, the spirit of deen. But if he doesn't reflect, if if his heart is now not in that condition, does it mean that there is no way out for him? Does it mean that now he is. Doomed to failure forever? No, if he adopts the procedure, he'll also be able to overcome it. Allah Ta'ala says, sama shahid." Or the person who listens very well, heart and soul, is present in every sense of the word, then that person too will be able to take the advice. He'll benefit from it. He will progress with it. He will move ahead. Now, what is the meaning of this? If a person cannot for himself be able to perceive the realities because his heart is filled in the grime, then now he needs to listen to the advice that is being given to him and take that wholeheartedly. Accept that. Take that to heart. And start acting upon the advice given. Then he too will find the grime also disappearing. Now the advice has been given, look, don't touch all these medias and all these things, otherwise the shaitan's trap of this illicit things, this is a, it's a destruction. Shaitan wants to destroy a person, then he this is the biggest trap that he can set for the person generally, in terms of day to day life. And this sometimes leads a person, it's such a dangerous trap, that alone destroy his dunya, it destroys his iman also. People for this haram gave up their iman as well. Allah Ta'ala forbid and save us. Allah Ta'ala protect our iman, protect us in every sense. People for the sake of this illicit things, they have even given up na'uzubillah, they gave up their iman. So how dangerous this can become? But now, what is the way forward in this? That If the heart is filled with this grime, then now listen to somebody. Listen to the advice being given. Take it to heart. Don't just make it like another thing passing Al khair Now this, we have to sit down and listen to these things. Now what's one more time now? Those minutes will pass just now, and let time pass. If a person doesn't even listen attentively, then the chances of anything thereafter happening is even more remote. Listening attentively with azmat and respect to the advice of deen and with the intention of implementing those advices in our lives, then Allah Taala will open the door for the person. limā yūḥa, Musa salām. Allah Taala gave him the etiquette of listening to wahi, the etiquettes of wahi. limā yūḥa, listen very attentively to what is being revealed to you, the wahi that is being revealed to you. Now this is the etiquette Allah Ta'ala gave to us Musa salatu salaam whereas he was a Nabi of Allah, Ta'ala, his heart was so clear, completely clear. But together with that, Allah Ta'ala gives him this etiquette as well. So how much more we have to apply this etiquette? Our hearts as it is are in another state, and then we don't even listen attentively We don't even give due regard to the advice of deen. We regard it as just a pastime. Just something, well, one of those things. Fine, we have to listen to it. We'll have to listen to it. we got no choice in the matter. Then we are trying not to take the benefit of it. We are deliberately trying to keep the door of the benefit closed. Because why should I listen to this? Why should I change my way of thinking? Why should I change my way of Conducting myself. Why should I make any change to my dressing? I'll carry on dressing how I want. That jeans and t-shirt is fine for me. Or that tight-footing clothing is fine for me. Or that kind of deep neck and whatever else and all the transparent fabrics and all this is fine for me. Why should I be bothered? Somebody wants to carry on doing something else up to them. So when a person has made this already the issue in the heart and mind, that I don't want to change this. I don't want to make any difference in my life. Then Allah Ta'ala says, Are we going to force this down your throat when you don't want it? This is the crux of It's the message of this ayat. That there has to be some talab for that hidayat. Allah Ta'ala guides the one who shows that inclination. So now we have come to madrasa, we have come in order to make ourselves good Muslims, to become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala, to become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala in every sense of the word, in all aspects of our life. Yes, we are very weak, we have numerous weaknesses, we are very, very sinful, we have many sins, but if we keep making an effort, we make sincere Toba. We turn to Allah Ta'ala, we beg His forgiveness, we beg His help, and we undertake the procedure correctly. Our wa We listen attentively, listen with the right intention, listen with the purpose of bringing those advices in our life, and then we listen to somebody in the sense that, take the direction and guidance from the person, who we have that confidence in, That this person will be able to guide me correctly. And I have that compatibility. I am feeling comfortable with the person's advice. In taking that advice, I don't have any reservations. That is what is meant by feeling comfortable. There is no reservation. The heart is open. So now I need to take that advice and implement it. In that there will be some mujahada. There will be sometimes some struggle against the nafs. The nafs will be wanting something. And... The correct thing to do will be something else. So now there will be some struggle against the But I need to make that mujahada so that I get saved from the trap of shaitan. So now shaitan will bring all these things, these devices and whatever else, to try and mislead us, to try and waylay us. But now where we started off from, if a person keeps this in one's mind all the time, that I am in mean a test, I am in this examination hall. So I can't just carry on in this reckless manner. Otherwise I'll fail. Suddenly if my life comes to an end, what's going to be my condition? I need to make the mujahada, strive against enoughs, keep this in mind that this is a test. So I keep myself safe from all sins. Don't look at anything that is wrong. Keep the tongue safe from sins. Keep the ear safe from sins. Keep the heart safe from sins. And we are weak. We will slip. We have to make sincere Tawbah every time. Keep making Tawbah and Istighfar. And keep begging Allah Taala's Allah's help. And keep taking advice. And inshallah this will open the way forward. If once upon a time we were falling ten times a day. But we keep up with this process. Keep making Tawbah and Istighfar keep begging Allah forgiveness, keep begging His help, keep taking the advice, and keep making an effort. Then if once upon a time we were slipping 10 times a day, but because we are consistently keeping up with the process, with the procedure, then in time it will become 5 times a day. And then it will become 1 time a day. And then it will become once in 2 days. But if we keep up with it, we still don't lose hope. And we continue doing what we are supposed to do. It will then become once in 5 days. And then become once in 10 days. And Allah Ta'ala willing, Inshallah, it will then become history. And for some people, who very sincerely turn to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala's special grace and fuzzle comes upon them, they sometimes even give it in one moment. They give up the wrong in one single moment. And in that single moment, they are completely, mashallah now transformed from what they weigh to something completely different, something very positive. But in any case, <coughs> <coughs> we have to continue making an effort, continue turning to Allah Ta'ala and be very conscious, very alert of these traps of shaitan. Don't get caught up in these devices and especially in this haram and illicit love. please, bear this in mind that this is a destruction. This is a very, very, very dangerous thing. And Allah forbid, Allah forbid, if we have been caught up in something like this ever, and if we are still caught up in it, then to take active steps to overcome this now. Shaitan will always say, later, tomorrow, another time, that procrastination is Shaitan's way of trying to keep the person in the wrong and get him deeper into it. The time is now, that a person needs to make sincere toba now, take the advice of somebody who we feel comfortable taking the advice from, and adopt that advice of how to come out of these kind of evils, and cleanse ourselves, thereby cleansing our heart. In the Hadith Sharif it comes, that if there is a picture of an animate object in a home, human being, some animal, etc. Then the angels of Rahmat don't enter that house. Now can we imagine if this illicit and haram pictures in the heart, then what Noor is going to enter that heart? What kind of Rahmat and Sukoon will enter that heart? They'll all stay outside. That heart will be in a turmoil. That heart will be just like in one roller coaster. It seems like now everything is going to be so exciting Then suddenly it's on a dip. And then again, in this turmoil all the time. And there's never any peace, or any sukoon. person can't even sleep at night, and is just in this one turmoil. So the simple thing is, to turn to Allah, tabaraka wa ta'ala, and to follow the procedure to get there. Now when a person will take the advice, start making sincere tawbah, istighfar regularly, reciting Duruch Sharif, the Tasbihat, the Zikr that is prescribed, out of the Quran Sharif with regularity, and the person is following the other prescriptions and advices of whoever one is taking the advice from, for one's Islam and rectification, that in a short time this grime starts lessening, and this grime starts getting cleaned out, and then the person starts tasting that sweetness of Iman, and the person starts tasting the Sukoon and happiness, despite the challenges of the world, the heart is still at peace with Allah. So this is what we have to work towards. This is what we have to aspire for. And we will see the benefit of this in everything in life. In our deen obviously, even in our dunya, that sukoon, that itminan that we will have, and a person will be able to concentrate on his work. Somebody is even in business, somebody is in some profession, somebody is in some job. But that person too, he will be able to Do even that work of his better. Because his heart is clear from all this turmoil and all this filth. So even the work of dunya, some lady is completing her tasks and chores at home. She is doing whatever her work is. She will be able to do a far better job of all this than somebody who is in all this filth and turmoil. Because the heart now is clean, it's clear. So this is what we have to aspire for, to have this clean heart and to shine this heart, which Allah Ta'ala wants to see, the shining heart. We want to see a shining house, and a shining car, and shining clothes, and even shining shoes. Allah Ta'ala wants to see our heart shining. So let us shine our hearts for the pleasure of Allah wa Ta'ala. And inshallah, in this way, we will get the good of dunya, and the main thing is the good of akhirat. بِلَا تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى جَوَّزَ التَّوْفِيق وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللَّهُمَّ لَكَ الْحَمْدُ كُلُّهُ وَلَكَ الشُّكْرُ كُلُّهُ اللَّهُمَّ لَا نُحْصِي عَلَيْكَ أَنْتَ كَمَا أَثْنَيْتَ عَلَى نَفْسِكَ جَزَى اللَّهُ عَنَّا نَبِيَّنَا مُحَمَّدًا صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ بِمَا لَنَا بِالْخَيْرِ لَنَا بِالْخَيْرِ أُمُورِنَا بِالْخَيْرِ الْخَيْرُ إِنَّكَ عَلَى كل شيء اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منها نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منها نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وسحبه معين والحمد لله رب العالمين